Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we will be discussing Punisher Episode 1 with guest host David Robertson. Hiya! Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. I'm David C. Robertson. David C. Robertson, it's been a minute since you've been on the cast. How are you, my friend? I am well, especially after tonight's Justice League. I'm I'm really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I was actually just listening. It's weird to get you on the cast right now because I, for the last hour, have been list- or since I finished Punisher, have been listening to your Justice League review. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I've had you, I have had you in my earphones, and now I still have you in my earphones, but it's actually you as a human that I can talk to. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's be honest. I'm only kind of human. I think the, I think the term is really subhuman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. It's, the bits of you are human. Bits of you are built by the mother box. Whatever. I mean, yeah, sure. I, I, don't, understand, I don't understand how cyborg works. Uh, anyway, <laughs> it's alien technology. No, Nobody does. <laughs> we're not here to talk about that. No. Although, after listening to your review, I'm ready to. Sure. I, but we we will not. <laughs> uh-huh. But no, I will say it was good. Uh, a spoiler-free review. Uh, Justice League was good. I think it's one of the best DC movies thus far. Uh, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was fun. Slow in places, but uh, overall overall uh, a positive grade from me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Punisher episode one. What yeah. did you think? Oh man! Uh, first of all, spoiler alert. Oh. Spoiler alert. We're going into spoiler territory. Everybody, we're going to talk about Punisher. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, you should go see it because the first episode was awesome. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So you're with me on that. Good. Oh yeah, dude. Like, I mean, I just spent like I got home. I. Or I'm back to the hotel room. I, I've just been working like hell, uh, working on the podcast, getting the podcast up and everything. And my eyes are burning out of my head. I'm so tired. And I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. I hit play on Punisher. I'm in. I, right. <laughs> like, right out of the gate, I'm like, I'm awake. I'm good. I'm focused. This is amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And th- I think this was the best first episode since Daredevil and maybe better than Daredevil. Uh, yeah. Um, me, me, me and Jeff, I often mention on the podcast, uh, you know, it set up the entire Netflix universe. The very first scene where you have uh, Daredevil, um, Daredevil in, in, a, in, a, in, a, uh, in, in the confessional booth mm-hmm. talking about his father. And it's like, you, you, just like his relationship with his father is such a theme in the first season. And it's it's just such a great setup for that entire season. Yeah, and and so uh, I, I I always I always talk about that first episode is just a masterclass in how to start one of these shows and make you care about the character. Oh yeah, and this they did it they did it again. Even though we knew this character from Daredevil, mm-hmm. um, which which definitely gave this <laughs> there was so much um, so much dread. Every time those guys were like making fun of him and picking on him and stuff, mm-hmm. you just you know what he's capable of because you've seen it. Yeah, um, you see it a little bit at the beginning of this, this season or this episode, but like you've seen it in Daredevil, you know who he is, you know how brutal he can be, um, and just the, the, a lot of this episode is informed by that. Um, 
But even still, even without what you previously know, I think this episode sets it up in a great way. It kind of recaps his story. And just him sitting on the bed with the guitar, just yeah. like going insane because his family's gone. Ugh. Yeah, the, the jump cut a day in a life um, with flashbacks is pretty pretty powerful. And I'll say that, you know, I think this episode sets it up so nicely that I, th- I think that they succeed in telling that story, even if you haven't seen Daredevil Season 2. If you've never seen anything of The Punisher, uh, except for maybe even the trailer uh, to Netflix, uh, even even not even that, just watching, just playing it, they, they set it up so perfectly. I didn't even need Daredevil Season 2, and thank God, because I didn't remember a whole hell of a lot of it. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank God, because not much of that is in my brain anymore. Um, no, we. I, I think I agree with you. I, I was wondering about that, how the, how well they would do it, setting it up, and um, I, I mean, mean, really, definitely. The only real reference feel like something has happened before because, like, they talk about Frank Castle being dead, yeah, and all this stuff, and it's all kind of like so, something something's gone before this. So there's that that sort of uneasy feeling when you watch a sequel and you've never seen the first one, you know? Well, yeah, but no, um, I didn't feel that way because the show opened up with him, like, taking out all these people. And then, like, we definitely get the the idea that he's gone into hiding. He's a different person now. You know, they call him Pete or whatever. And, uh, I mean, right. so I didn't really need to know that, like, clearly some shit went down and we didn't really need to know that, you know, anything in Daredevil Season 2 happened. Like, I was good with all of that. Um yeah, me too. Me too. I, I just think I think I think there's clearly when watching it there is that feeling that something is missing if you've never seen it before. But but not in a way that you can't enjoy it, but just in a way that like there's certain references and things that you're like, what did he, what what? I don't know, man. I'm but, a little but, afraid but, to say that because you know that that bald ass all kept saying something was missing in Frank, and uh, we see what happened to him. <laughs> um, <laughs> I uh. I, okay, I I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to get political. I don't, I don't I don't like it on the podcast. Oh gosh, I know we have we have lis- we have listeners that go both go both directions. Sure, on the show and and I yeah and I, and, I, and we we don't really express our political opinions on the show. Um, but this show is I feel like it's definitely trying to um cater. To a more, a less PC crowd, I'll put it that way. <laughs> um, while while standing up to that, like like in those, uh, it, there's just certain things that are left on the table that are allowed to be said in some of those like rooms with the soldiers and things. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They're allowed to they're allowed to give speak give 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 like uh, in most television because television is generally made by liberal people mm-hmm. uh, you don't even get the chance to say certain things without immediately being kind of shut down uh-huh and and even though even though the the the, the like in the in the in the um they're having the they're having the conversation and that one guy is spouting like some pretty uh white powery stuff uh and the other guy uh, obviously doesn't agree with him but he still says, "No, no, let him say his piece. You got to say your piece. Let him say his piece." And I thought that was kind of powerful uh, to like sort of, I don't know, just let the, let these guys have the conversation because they've been through. They've they're all they're all warriors. They're all soldiers. They've all been through things, 
and they have this connection, mm-hmm. and they all they all need to work through their stuff and get. I don't know. I just really I enjoyed that scene, but I was also struck by you don't really get this taken like you don't get a guy like that who's spouting that kind of rhetoric kind of taken seriously for a moment uh-huh. and given a moment to say his thing. I don't know. It was it was interesting. Well, I kind of felt um, like the the show was was taking that angle and saying yes here's what this guy's piece is and it's followed up by this guy over here who's talking about revolution i felt like they were saying like yes here's this guy's piece but these people are dangerous uh so you know there could be it might not be as unbiased as one would think but uh you know there is there is definitely there's definitely that side to it and i think uh you know, one of the things I like about the Netflix shows is that they're able to go where most uh, network television is too afraid to go, and uh, kind of show both sides of the spectrum. So, um, yeah. you know, and get a little deeper into all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I would love um, it if uh, if Arrow, for instance, would go a little deeper into that. Like, we just got like a magic, you know, uh, we just got like a magic uh, gun solution here last season that just kind of really stuck in my craw a bit. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, you know, it was it was interesting that they went there on Arrow, like they went all in for a gun episode. But they didn't go all in. <laughs> they they like had a magic solution that never actually got revealed. <laughs> because what are you going to do? I mean, we haven't been able to yeah, solve yeah, this no. problem well, in this country well, for a hundred years. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta disagree with that. I think they they did what. Uh, is they in the show it never you're right they never fully flesh it out obviously uh, but what they do is they say they I forget exactly but they like start a commission to try to come up with some like common sense gun control measures that aren't uh-huh. that aren't stepping on people's Second Amendment but aren't blah 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 I thought it was at least interesting that they in the in the episode they had people on both sides with legitimate arguments yeah I agreed yeah. with that yeah. Or that's that's I guess what I what I mean by tackling the issue, and obviously they can't solve the issue because it's right. society, and we haven't solved the issue. But like, uh, I liked that they took both sides and examined them from different characters' perspectives. Absolutely, and had those char- had those characters not seem like idiots for having their views, you know? Yeah, absolutely, um, yeah. So yeah, I, I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yes, yeah, so all that all that to say, I think Punisher's... I do think Punisher is sort of uh, catering to a certain... Uh, <laughs> just just how gory it is, how much it... It is obviously going to glorify guns in a small way, because he's Punisher. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 it seems to cater more toward like a... Uh, like that sort of conservative mindset to some degree, which I think is interesting, and just the fact that it's so. Um, I mean, it just did the soldiers in that room, you know. It just look yeah. the fact that it starts in Alabama. I don't know. It just like it, it all just felt like a little bit like um, I don't know, less PC, less uh, less Hollywood sort of thing. Um, what made me the, what the made me th- laugh is like how little he actually used guns in the episode, like or like how little yeah, violence true. he actually. He actually got into. He did at the very end, but it was just like, "Hey, here's my big hammer. This is uh, Chekhov's gun here, and let me just smash this dude's head right the hell in." Yeah. Oh yeah, Chekhov's hammer was was very present in this, <laughs> this first episode. Man, him his, his the hole that he had dug in his own hand Ugh. from just like like. Hit, 
and him reading him read uh, the whole the, just the whole symbolism of this episode, where he there's nothing he can do to solve his problem. His problem is his family is dead. Uh-huh. There's no getting back from that. The moments where he's on the bed just writhing and kicking and like elbowing his own bed uh, bed stand or whatever, like because there's just nothing he can do. You know, he there's no there's no solution to his problem, and he's realizing that like any solution he tries is really no 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 better at solving his problem than just standing there with a sledgehammer and and hitting a wall and he just needs to do something to occupy himself right it's like he he did he did the whole avenge their death but that didn't do anything um and now he just stands at a wall it just has this whole like i don't know classic like Mm -hmm. mythological uh like is it it sisyphus rolling the boulder up the hill Is, is that right uh, yeah, like yeah, sort of, yeah. <laughs> I think so. Has this sort of like mythological bent to it, where it's like he's just smashing and smashing and smashing, and he will do that forever, and that will never solve his problem. But mm-hmm. he still, he still does it, you know. Uh, and I just, I thought that was so, so well done. And of course, reading uh, Moby Dick, mm-hmm. all, all, uh, again the same, same thing. <laughs> just like the, the, the. He can keep hunting his white whale, but he'll never really. It's it's a flaw. There's there's a flaw in him that is making him want to hunt his white whale. Yeah. Um. And you know, I thought this episode was going to end with him in in more of a, um, like on a on a mission, I guess. Uh huh. But it, instead, it kind of felt like like a 1970s Hulk episode. Hmm. You, you know, like, like, like he. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. In a, in a new town, in a new job, and he'd meet a coworker or whatever. He'd solve their problem, but that means he has to leave. Uh huh. You know, and that, that's how this episode felt. And it was kind of nice that it was so self-contained. Now we also saw Micro at the end see him, and I think that's going to be the thing that spurs on the episode. I yeah. thought he was going to have somehow get caught up in this whole mobsters and money and blah 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 blah. But no, he just like he nope. just sucks. He straight up solved the problem. <laughs> just took him out. Like and I think that's uh, that I think that might be the most the most ardent um political statement in the show. It's just like, oh we're setting up a storyline. Wait, nope, he just killed every problem. <laughs> yeah. Like, well and that's <laughs> that really does go straight to the point of, I mean, it's, it's the argument that Daredevil and Punisher have on the ground, uh, on the on that rooftop, is uh, when 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 you when you take them out, they get back up, they get back out of jail. But when I take them out, they stay down. Yeah. He's like, I solve problems. I I get rid of the problem at the root. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's interesting because I think I think that. I was thinking about I was thinking about Matt Murdock and why he has to believe so strongly and I think the the only reason he believes so strongly is because that's that's who Matt Murdock is. That's not who Daredevil is. I think Daredevil uh is more of a pragmatist and would maybe be on his side but for to to maintain his identity as Matt Murdock, he has to believe in the law. And right. It's 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 an interesting. Uh, I don't, you know. Of course, he goes outside the law all the time doing daredevil sure. things, but 
I don't want to see Daredevil killing folk. You know, I, we we we've no, all seen I don't the either. we've all seen the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. <laughs> Let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> why does why does Ben Affleck murder everyone when he's not supposed to? <laughs> I don't think it's Ben Affleck necessarily. I think it's uh, I think it's I just Hollywood. You know, I know, I know. But you know, a lot. Of, <laughs> I will it's be. A, hey. It's a funny coincidence. <laughs> well, you know, I, Christian Bale murdered. Yeah, you know, uh, Michael Keaton murdered. You know, uh, in the movies, for some reason, all of these like superheroes just murder the hell out of people. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I know, and I and I, it it bothers me. Oh yeah, I think Spider Man was like one of the first who didn't. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know that I I don't know that I even like like I know there's been tons of incarnations of Batman. I know me and you have had this discussion off air many times. Sure, but. Uh, I don't even know what it is, but I'm sure it is. On your cast. But just the the idea of Batman not killing. And I think it's ingrained in me from uh, TAS. Yeah, Batman the Animated Series. And and, and, and that's my Batman. And to me, that's who Batman is. I'm like, that's part of the framework of the character that you shouldn't change. Uh, He doesn't murder people. I mean, the last Um, thing I'm going to do is argue against the animated series. That was the most perfect... (laughs) <laughs> anything like any DC yeah. character's ever been. Oh yeah, totally agree. I just uh, that's that's why it's ingrained in me. I don't care if other characters kill. I love that the Punisher kills. I love that there's a moral, uh, like difference between the Punisher and and Daredevil. You know, I love mm-hmm. that they can have that conversation. Yeah. Um, uh, but that being that all being said, I really love just the story of this the really simple a a plot of this episode. Um, it felt like a like a really good Guy Ritchie movie <laughs> uh, with that with the guy like dropping his ID in front of the mob. Like that's a genius little yeah. plot device. It's such a dumb thing to do, and, and I just imagine that in, in in like in a Guy Ritchie movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I thought that I, when he did that, I went, <laughs> that feels like something that was in Lockstock or something. You yeah, know, totally. I a- absolutely felt that way. Uh, so, yeah. And, and uh, when he's drag when they're dragging him through the construction site to kill him, it just felt like such a, and it, it, the guys that were doing it didn't seem, they're, they're, they're such, such realistic characters. They didn't seem evil. They didn't seem good. They just seemed selfish. Well, that one guy seemed pretty evil. He seemed pretty giddy over the idea of, of killing him. Like, hey, are we really going to do this? Yeah. yeah. No, like, yeah. Oh, the one, geez, the one guy. That's the, I was. I was going to mention that same moment. The one guy seemed like giddy at the fact that they were going to go that far, and and like gleeful at the like opulence of murder. It was real strange. Uh, but uh, we always got to have yeah, that guy. Think, Every gang yeah, yeah, needs yeah. that guy. Like he's the guy that <laughs> spurns them all on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You need that guy in your life, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I just thought I thought it was I thought it was pretty pretty great. And yeah. Um, and just just enjoyed just enjoyed it immensely. Cannot wait to watch more. Um, unfortunately, I think I have to wait. I'll until, tell you this. At least tomorrow night. My fa- uh, my favorite shot, my favorite thing in this entire episode, other than when he actually, yeah. you know, took out the bald dude, because I was just like, "You dude, you got it coming." Um, I which obviously that's the way they wrote it uh, for that right. response, but 
<laughs> when the dude at the very beginning when the dude makes it back to Juarez and they're like ha, 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 let the Punisher come down here we'll kick his ass ha, ha, ha. and then like he goes in he's about to get a BJ it pans out and there's the Punisher over in El Paso just oh it's so good <laughs> with a sniper rifle it's so good oh. I loved I loved I loved the the beauty of that shot in that he fires and you hear it and then, and then it wait 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 bam Yep. <laughs> and then you realize how far away he is. That's so good. It was just so beautiful. It was oh, amazing. Man. I, I was really great. it's gonna be super hard for me to watch not to watch through the next episode uh right now. Uh yeah, I wanna go watch it right now and just do another cast, but uh <laughs> yeah. unfortunately I've I gotta I gotta I gotta play in uh Huntsville tomorrow, so I'm yeah. I'm I gotta I gotta go to bed and wake up. Uh yeah, another another thing that I found sort of off-putting but also again i think it goes to the non- the non-pc nature of the show they kept calling him a retard <laughs> yeah they, and all all of them kept calling him a retard he retard this retard that and gimp. no one ever there was no character in, in most shows you know who the good guy is because he's the guy who says hey watch it with that language you know like right. or some sort of like 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 you it really is that like sort of just that sort of thin morality that's put into characters in a lot of like hollywood films where like oh this sort of like you know pc sort of person it, it's a stand in for morality and then you know who to root for mhm you know and i i'm not saying i like people using the word retard i'm just saying it was it was notable that no one called it out as a problem, including the protagonist. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I kind of I enjoyed that, <laughs> not from any kind of like anti PC standpoint or anything, but uh, mostly because I feel like you know you don't get that in in everyday life at like your job or whatever. Like people in real life just say stuff, and most people just let it slide. Yeah, and the Punisher is just not that type of hero. He's not the type of hero that's going to save you from saying the wrong thing. <laughs> He's right. the kind of guy who deals in deals in life and death, you know. Yeah, and, and I and I just, uh, I love that he th- he throws the rope to the guy, and the guy climbs up it, and then the the bag at the top says "Leave Town." Yeah, He's, uh, uh, he just it's good. It was good. It's just so good so good um, you know the one thing that I didn't care about at all so far is whatever the cops or whatever they are the FBI agents whatever the hell they are I don't even know what they are oh yeah I didn't even mean to but I just drifted off <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think I think uh, that's very much just setting up at this point that she has some sort of connection to the Punisher and there's yeah. some sort of investigation going on and and then once once she once we find uh, once she finds this this you know, room full of dead mobsters. I think there's going to start being questions asked, and I think that'll get a lot more interesting. Um, one of the things we noted in a, in the in the in the trailers for this season were a lot of like, oh, he's a he's an ex marine, and the FBI's after him, and the CIA wants him to shut up because of this, and blah blah. It was interesting that we're in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it, it was it's not Shield. 
Uh-huh. It just feels grounded because it's like actual police <laughs> doing yeah. their jobs, and that's, that's the cool. kind of back. That's the kind of guy Punisher is. He's not. He's not a. He's not a meta. You know. He's not dealing yeah. with Shield. He's dealing with. Um, like he's just gonna have to deal with the FBI chasing him. You know. I think yeah. That's, I think that's kind of cool. So See full transparency. I I, that goes. Full transparency. I haven't. I've only seen like one Punisher trailer and it was like the teaser trailer from a while ago because I just don't keep up with oh, Marvel yeah, yeah. anymore. I just don't have time to keep yeah, up with Marvel. Um, there's yeah, too much I'm, of it I'm now. I'm kind of the same way with DC. <laughs> I just realized all the CW shows are going to be uh, dropping off the CW app this week, like the new episodes from the new season. They started expiring. Oh. So I just like started burning through this season trying to catch up. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, At least watching the first couple episodes. Yeah, I'm like three weeks behind on CW, so I've got to pop back and do that real quick. Yeah, man. I might do that while I'm out of town tomorrow. Got nothing. Gonna be sitting at a, sitting at a gig, waiting for hours to play. Um, but uh, but yeah, man. Uh, I, thanks thanks for being on the show, brother. Hey, man. Thanks uh, for having me on. I think uh, I think that's about all I got to say about this first episode. Anything else you want to uh, want to enlighten us on? Uh. Not really. Um, we haven't said what podcast I'm on. Yeah, yeah, no. I want you to, <laughs> want you to tell the people all about your stuff. Yeah. Uh, if if uh, not too forward of me to plug my own crap. Uh, no, no. Plug, plug uh, away, well, my friend. DC on screen. That's right. DConscreen.com. If you guys want to check us out, we're on Twitter. We're on uh, the Facebook there. Uh, <laughs> we've got the and Facebook and the and group. Stitcher and all that kind oh, of stuff. yeah. Everything. You can subscribe that's to us. Uh, be looking. We just uh, to just tonight we uploaded our 443rd episode, the Justice League review. Uh, we did it live on Facebook as well, so uh, you can pop over there and watch my fat, ugly mug talk about Batman for a minute. And uh, I don't, I feel like we have a lot of fun on the show. So uh, we'll be coming back in a few days as well with with news that we haven't gotten to in a couple weeks because we went into a, like a news blackout to keep away from the from too many spoilers. But um, yeah. <laughs> That is it, dconscreen.com. Yeah, man. Really enjoying the Justice League reviews so far. I'm about to go listen to the rest of it. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure since I've gotten used to talking to you this last 20 minutes, I'm going to start responding to it and then realize. Yeah, no, you're going to wake your girlfriend up. She's just going to be like, why is man in there screaming, no, 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 bullshit, oh, wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, again, thanks for being on. Everybody, please check out the DC On Screen podcast. Yeah, man. Thanks uh, for great, having me. Great podcast. Great, great. Very similar to what me and Jeff do. Two guys talking about the stuff they love. Um, they do, they just cover all the DC stuff. Uh, but yeah. If you want to reach out to us, hit us up at uh, the MCU cast. Uh, MCUcast.com. At MCUcast on Twitter. Facebook.com slash MCUcast. Um, if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash mcucast. You can support the show there. Um, we'll be doing a feedback episode sometime probably about halfway through so uh, of the Punisher stuff. So if you get a chance to leave any feedback, uh, you can do it at all those places. Or you can call us at 573-CAST-MCU and leave a voicemail and we can play it on the show. Uh, we want to hear all your feedback about Punisher and see if you guys are liking it as much as we are. Um, We'll be back hopefully tomorrow. I think Alyssa is going to guest star tomorrow. Ooh. Uh, guest host with me. Yeah. She's always, it's always fun to have her on. Um, Jeff's out of town. He's moving to Tampa. 
and he's out of town scouting houses this weekend, so he's going to gotcha. completely miss our big Punisher weekend. Sounds like he's the one getting punished. <laughs> yeah, man. For living his life. <laughs> I feel like we're getting punished for the lack of Jeff. He's been taken away. By life. <laughs> Um, all right, man. Well, thank you. Uh, you guys have a great, have a great one. Uh, until next time, true believers. Excelsior. Mm-hmm.